He says, this isn't the talk, Mr. Wong. <laughs> he says, you know, the, it's, they get to the point that it's extreme self-centeredness. But if you look at what would be the most extreme <clears throat> self-centeredness, that would be identification of self, yes? Yeah, Wouldn't it? yeah, yeah. I mean, if you took it to an extreme, mm -hmm. it would be identification as. Mm -hmm. So like when I used to do coke, cocaine, not Coca-Cola. <laughs> when I used to do cocaine, I was quite, you know, devoted to that. And yet I never thought I was Coke. Yeah. I'm saying with, you know, the drug the mental state is addicted to, you're starting from that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the sense of being the one who has all the obsessions is the biggest obsession. Don't you see it? Yeah. So it's the, uh, hmm. we, we, the addiction to self has, has produced this sense of being it already. So, and it's very difficult. And in spiritual practices, they're not really, they're very, very rarely will take you out of that. It'll just reinforce the identification of self as a spiritual one. Yeah. Uh -huh. So when I first was doing talks, mostly it was in recovery. And then we put out a website, Zen Bitch Slap with the hopes that would keep most people away, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, started to get uh, get contacted by people outside of AA. Yeah. So then they started asking me to go to spiritual groups and speak, and then I could see the spiritual addiction very clearly. Yeah, because I didn't really wasn't motivated to talk to them because they didn't really have any big troubles. So I thought uh, yeah, they weren't addicts and shit or down and out, you know, living on the streets. So that motivation I didn't feel was there. And then I saw the addiction in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because uh, some of these people have spent, I had a lady that got in touch with me. She spent over a million dollars and she would listen. Well, she'd never go to sleep. She'd just watch YouTube, stuff, all these people. So, and then I was probably the last house on the block. She got in touch with me. <laughs> we had two sessions that I never heard from again. So I'm hoping she got weaned off of it. Because, you know, a million dollars should tell you something. So, uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, we'll start in a minute, but we'll just, everyone here is adept at hearing satsangs, right? You've gone to a lot of satsang. Yeah. Too many. Yeah, maybe too many. And so, same with me. I didn't go to that many satsangs, but yeah, we can. What's where is Isabel? Awesome. Oh, it was an aunt. All right, yeah, so I'll start with that. So I went to satsangs around in the late 1990s, and uh, and I heard a lot. But what I found, what was uh, what bothered me until it got clear was the, there was an emphasis in describing consciousness or awareness or, you know, the, uh, the ultimate truth of you. And, but I felt something was wrong. And then until I could, until it was introduced to me in a print in some of the writings about Ramana Maharshi's teachings, where all these different writings about his basic teachings, they would have a certain, they'd have a statement set in many different ways, and it would always be prefaced as the problem or the greatest mystery, yeah? And so I, it was, I was pretty, it obviously had a, an importance, and it was talking about this presupposing of a non-existent thing, you know, the body identification, and then wanting to get salvation for that non-existent thing. And it says, uh, if this is the case, your spiritual practices practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? And of course, you can't destroy a non-existent thing because it doesn't exist. Yes? So, and so, and, for the, and if you entertain that you're not the non-existent thing, that salvation you were looking for would be an, an inherent state because there's no existing thing. Yes? So you would be inherently free. Yeah, so I that's the, that really keyed into me, and then from that point on, you know whatever happens happens. But as a, as someone who's like the seed assignment of sharing it, I really felt strongly that that had to be more addressed. It wasn't emphasized because I see 
like when you're hearing, when someone's talking or you go on a three-day retreat and you chant, I'm not a body, it's the body that's taking itself to be doing that. So the chanting, I'm not a body, is reinforcing the body identification. Yes? Yeah, yeah. And so now a lot of people that go to satsangs and stuff, they've got, they're, into, they're trying to be a non-self but as a self. They want to have some of the stuff they don't like drop, but they want to be there to witness the dropping. Yeah. So, and this is a really stubborn uh, glitch, let's say, and it's the quickest process in this place of time. Yeah. So, the mental brain producing the sense of self probably less than a second or two. So, when there's a noticing of an action, there's the sense that you're the actor of it or the actions being done to you. Yes. That is so fast, and I don't believe there's any process in time that could beat that process. So, let's say you're meditating, the mental state is claiming to be the meditator. It is, just like that. Now, does it stick or not isn't up to that, but it's going to imply that you're the one who's at this meeting. Yeah, you're, and, you're, and it's going to say, you've heard satsangs before, da-da-da-da-da, and this sounds familiar a dozen, and on and on and on and on and on, but that's the act of being identified as self. Yeah? There isn't a self to be identified as, there's the act of being identified as a self. It's a verb, it's a complete verb. And that activity is happening so quick, I don't think any gunslinger in time and <laughs> processes can outdraw it, I don't. But I do know that which, that which we are is timeless, and therefore the gun in where we really are is always out. It can never be outdrawn. So if you can see what you're not, that's really what you are. You're the seeing of what you're not. So I felt that I saw a fault, or at least for me, because describing me as consciousness, it was the me that was hearing it. Yeah, I was hearing everything about what I am, from what I'm not. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So the switcheroo is maybe see what you're not from what you are instead of looking for what you are from what you're not. And I'm humbly believing the quickness of the establishment of what you're not is the basis of all the seeking, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Because as if you are either subtly or obviously taken to be something, then that which you are has to become objectified or conceptualized because there's no room for two in a sense. Yeah? So when that got corrected, it was almost like a rotation. I was, there was a scene of what I wasn't looking for what I am from what I am. And that changed everything. And then I've never spoken about really anything else ever since, unless I'm in a different group like recovery. Because in recovery, there's a, it's appropriate to be helpful. To me, satsang, there should be no offering of any help. You should be left with your own devices so that you can see that they're not your own devices. Yeah? And I don't like, and this is all came from observation from the talks, I don't like long pauses because then the selfing regroups. When you take a breath, it's there, you know, it just fucking shows up. And then it's neutered the message. If you give it a two seconds, it can turn it into something. So we attempt to sort of, this is, I'm going to, so here, we're at this talk. I'm not sending the message to you. Yeah, I know better now. Yeah, we're throwing it over our heads. And I can't miss the target because that which is everywhere I don't have to aim at, yes? All I have to do is throw it over our heads, yeah? So I throw it over our heads. It's sort of like, almost like spiritual sperm, yeah? In the talk, we release a lot of stuff. So you'll hear something, say, oh, that was pretty good, but there'll be more. So you, you want to overwhelm the system, yeah? So that the rawness of mind, yes, can have a moment, yeah, boom. So it's like spiritual sperm. We're releasing a lot of sperm. Yeah, because you went, the mental state is like the Death Star. It has a lot of fucking defenses. It's like, I, I know that, I've heard that, da 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 da. Yeah. So we're trying to get it through, and all it takes is one little sperm to hit the mother mind egg. And then the mother mind egg conceives of something. Hey, I may not be that. 
and really that's that. You know? As soon as the rotation has been has been seen to be possible, not for you, yeah, but as you, then things get clearer. And then the horse is in front of the car. Then uh, you don't spend a second look of, looking for what can't be found. Yeah, you what said that have traveled with me all the years, and I haven't. I heard these things like 20 years ago, like from St. Francis, what's looking is what you're looking for. It still reverberates completely. It's like an avalanche. It just, it just releases the same boom since I first heard it. So what's looking is what you are looking for. It's so incredibly beautiful. And it, you don't need commentary. It's just something to entertain. So what, of course, when it's the you, that's looking for it. It goes, where, 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 yeah? <laughs> but it's that looking is what you're looking for. It totally collapsed the logic of seeking. If that which is being used to seek is that actually the sort, what happens? Find out. It lays on you. And it's, it'll, re, it'll change these... Uh, You just have to find out. That's the beauty of this message. It has rung true to me, and it's been reverberating for years and years and years. And in time, it appears to be the last answer. And the last answer in time is a damn good answer, because it negates all need for any other answers. You lose all interest. I'll tell you, if you did a blood test in me, there's no signs of spirituality. None. It's zero point zero 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 zero. Really, I have absolutely no interest whatsoever because I know the interest in it is probably is one of the obscuring factors. To tell you the truth, and the thing is, you can't lose interest because that would be interest. Yeah, we have this statement in recovery: you've got to quit playing God. So I'm I'm saying the narration up there is playing God, yeah. When you wake up, when you wake up, it tells you how the day is going to be. That sounds like playing God. It tells how you are, how you're going to be, how you were. It sounds like it's playing God. So it hears the statement: you got to quit playing God. So that which is playing God tries to quit playing God. What is that? But playing God. When does it stop? Ad infinitum. No. Because every time it attempts to play, stop playing God, that's playing God. Exactly. Every time you stop, every time there's a looking and you believe you're the looking, you're blind to the scene. You're blind to it because it's being used to look. Yeah? So this made a big impact on me and I never changed because I don't believe if you don't, if this doesn't click, you'll be looking from its effects. Yeah, you will be the self trying to get out of self. And the getting out of self is realizing you're never in it. That's the only way it works. Yeah, the way the idea of having to get into the moment is predicated on an insane idea that you could be out of a moment. <laughs> None of us have been out of any moment we've ever been in. Look at the surveillance tapes. You're there. <laughs> you're pictured. Yes. So this whole thing is so ass backwards. We're trying to get into what we can't be out of, and we're trying to get out of self that which we can't be in. It's just bizarre world in a sense. So we're living with the cart in front of the horse, seemingly, and we're using the horse, using the horse to find the horse. And Hawaiian Post says it beautifully. And if anyone's heard the Zen Bitslap, I use it quite a lot. Hawaiian Po, a great Chinese Zen master. He says, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek light. You can't use mind to seek mind, big mind. Now, it would have been totally inappropriate for him to say that to Bill, Mary, Sue, Jill, Paul, yes? But he didn't see the Bill, Mary, Sue, Paul. He saw the Buddha, a.k.a. Bill, Mary, Sue, Paul. And he was trying to get this message through, not to Bill, but through Bill to the Buddha, so when the Buddha would hear it, I can't use myself to find myself. So we are what we're looking for. 
that should immediately stop looking for it. Yeah, if, you, if, it, if it lands, you're going to see the effects of that fruit. You're going to chill out, you know. And then I've been trying to get out of here since I was six years old. I've used a lot of vehicles, not me, there is no me, but with the language we have to speak of it like a story. Since I was six, I've been trying to get out of it. And when I heard these statements, when I heard, when I saw the statement in the big book of AA, because I've been in that group for 30 years, and I had the privilege of uh, leading workshops on this, these things called the steps. I read this thing many, many times, but this one time I read it, I saw it in a different light. And it's a simple sentence. It says, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, yes? And it's, it's a present state, tense state, yeah, being convinced. Not I was convinced or I will be convinced, but being convinced of what? Of self is what has defeated us, yeah? Self. It doesn't say that us have defeated us creates a difference, yeah? And the, the co-founder who wrote the book may not have even known it because it was, it was a, definitely a download. So it says, being convinced that self manifests in various ways. Now, in my life, I call, mm, the par I call alcoholism like a parasite, yeah? But what it really affixes to is the first addiction of the mental state being addicted to being a someone. That's what it does. It's because I see you can get relief from alcoholism and get no relief from the bondage of self. That to me is, and that's why I think nothing works. Because every addiction doesn't work because you're trying to get relief from something as that something. Yeah? The identification as self travels from addiction to recovery. Just changes its little word pattern. Maybe doesn't yell as much, starts wearing different clothing, <laughs> no more tats and shit. But basically, it's, it's, it's minus speed bump. It doesn't matter. The identification continues, 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 continues. But if you see it as a verb, not as the noun that the verb implies, there's a freedom to it because the seeing is prior to it. You can see mental activities. You can see selfing. And so I use the word selfing to sort of combine this activity, because I, first of all, I don't believe there's a noun. So when I say the act of being identified as self, it's not like the, the verb is the act of being identified and then the noun is self. I'm saying it's a whole verb. There is no self to be identified to. There's an act of being identified as self. That's what the mental state is in. So when attention and interest, not yours or mine, but the attention and interest that makes our life goes up into the mental processes. Those mental processes, you'll catch them every time in the act of being identified as a self. If you go into memory, you're pictured as a freaking body. Yeah? The thought system pictures you as the doer, the thinker, the seer, the feeler, the taster, and it's all attributed to body. When you worry about yourself in the future, you're worrying yourself as a body. You're not the mental processes. So every time our interest and attention is sucked up in there, we're in the act of being identified as self, yeah? And what happens is, for it's all seemingly so. It could never happen, but it can appear to be happening in time, and that's what it is, yeah? It's an activity. Now, when the interest and attention moves, and the emphasis isn't on the identification of self, but of the seeing of it, then there's the freedom from the bondage of self. Because the bondage of self is an activity that what we are is entertaining. When we say a thing in AA, false evidence appears real, which is acronym for fear. If you look at it, how could false evidence appear real unless it appeared real to what's real? We're dreaming, yes? We are reality. And we're lending reality to things by being identified as a thing. There's a great statement in the Course I wanted you to say, folks, come on in. Great statement from the Course, which I feel is a perfect uh, diagnosis of everyone's day here, yeah? So the Course says, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. I don't like the word dream because it implies a noun, so I say you and I are the dreaming of the dreaming, yeah? 
you and I are the dreaming. If you want to have a modicum of understanding, just look at your subjective experience. Yeah? Here we are in an event, but every one of us is going to override the event and give the meaning to the event. Yeah? We're all having different supposed experiences because of this subjectiveness. That's the dreaming. As the Course would say, we're giving everything all the meaning it has. That's what this activity does all day. It's dreaming. Yeah? Things are appearing real to it that aren't real. And the only way it can appeal real to it, being unreal, it has to be identified as a body. So the dreaming forgets that it's dreaming, yeah? And in that forgetfulness, which I believe is the act of being identified as a thing, in that forgetfulness, suddenly it's everything that it's been giving meaning to now can affect it, yeah? Look at it. One thought held as yours can ruin your day, yeah? So here, you and I are the dreaming of the dreaming. We're, we're in a, for, a seeming forgetfulness of that fact by the identification as the dreamt, yes? In this condition, everything we're giving meaning to now has the ability to affect us. That's dreaming. That's what's happening. Everything is verbing. There's no noun to be found. Everything is streaming. There's no beginning or end. There's no getting out. There's no witness place or observation place. Everyone's as wet as hell. You're not out. If I can see you, that's the dreaming. Yeah? As Wang Po would say, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So basically, as what we think we are, we're all off the game board. Because I'm perceiving you. Therefore, you're not what's perceiving as a body. Yes? So something that's not a body is perceiving right now. So this is so this is what always intrigues me. How does this come to pass? Well, it doesn't. It just can appear to be happening through the auspices of time. There would be no dreaming without space and time. And if you watch, we drove down here. Everyone's experience in their driving, all of it's influenced by time. You know, if you have to get somewhere, you see a lot of obstacles that you wouldn't see if you were just lazily driving around. Yes? Time is like a dry current that's constantly affecting us, and very few people even have a sense of it, yes? But it's sort of like a hand almost on your imaginary back, pushing you, pushing you, pushing you to a bigger moment or a better moment with a memory of a this or a future hope of that. It's the, it's... If you see this as dreaming, you see it as verbing, it's better than 500 scriptures, yeah? If you can see it in your own little laboratory, what's going on, and then you'll have a deep realization it's not going on to anyone. It's just going on. The anyone comes after the going on. So here, this is what I saw. This mental process, whatever's there in it, its movement is the claim. So I humbly believe in this place, the basis of this living is conscious contact, yes? We're all seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yes? Eyes, ears, whatever. That's conscious contact. Now, the conscious contact affords a possibility of the mental state becoming in contact with something. Whatever the mental state comes in contact with, it uses it to claim something. It uses all the verbings, the thinking, the feeling, the doing, to imply the thinker, the feeler, the doer. Yes? So there's thoughts happening, thoughts happening, thoughts happening, just like this. Bottles happening, bottles happening, bottles happening. But the mental state puts a little tail on the body bottle and says, this is my bottle. So now the bottle is used to imply the owner or the doer or the haver. You never see the owner or doer haver. You see the thoughts. You feel the feelings. You watch the actions. But the, the message is there's an actor, a feeler, a thinker. That's the activity of bondage. And there's a huge difference between a thought and my thought. There's a huge difference between a feeling and my feeling. Yeah? A thought comes and goes. My thought may be very familiar, and I've had them thousands of times. Yes, yes. So the bonding is at the my. It uses what it comes in contact with to reinforce the identification. So thoughts are used because it doesn't have its own light. There is no self. You're not a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. 
it has to be implied, assumed, presupposed, yes, insinuated all day. So as Ramana said in such a beautiful way, a presupposing of the non-existent thing. So he throws the, the ingredient of time in there. So this is what happens. I've seen it. I'm just I'm telling you observation. So here's... <laughs> So, how I put it is that which comes after is implied to be before. So here's conscious contact. Yes, when you if you look at a little baby, like between zero and sixteen months. Yes, there's such an attraction to them because there's no one home, right? There's the, the self and other hasn't been produced yet by the brain. So and, and it's very very attractive to most people. Someone could come in with thirty thousand dollar plastic surgery and beautiful act, and you know, young baby comes in, all the attention going to the baby, yes? Yeah, because there's a quality yeah, that we feel we've lost, which we haven't. It's just being obscured, all right? So, so the conscious contact brings us to it. We get in touch with something. That something triggers the mental state, and the mental state claims that something, and then it implies that something, that action implies that there's an actor. Yeah. So the actor comes after the conscious contact, but when it's implied, it's assumed to be before the conscious contact. Yeah. So let's say the act of existence gets claimed by the non-existent thing, and then it implies its existence through the claiming. Yeah. It's a trip if you see it, because if you see it, you realize that the the whole magic trick. The big ingredient is time, yeah? So it goes, so there's conscious contact, the mental state shows up, the conscious contact brings us into contact, the mental state claims everything to imply you're the one. So what happens is it even jumps before the conscious contact, so you think you're conscious. And when you say you, it implies the body. So now you think you have the attributes of no thing as a thing. And now you think I'm less conscious, I need to get more conscious when all there is is consciousness. It's, a, it's just like a heist that never happened. It can only seem to be happening. It never happened. It's never happened. There, you have never been or will ever be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You don't have to get out of an imaginary noun. Just see the noun is implied by the claiming of the verbing. Yeah, so I run into this all the time. So I was in LA doing a talk, and a guy who's listened a lot for, to me, supposedly, and he said, um, he says, "All right, Paul. So let's use the word Pauling to represent selfing. So you know what I'm meaning by selfing? The, the narration, all that stuff going on. All right. So he says, "All right, let's use the word Pauling for selfing." And he says, "Hey, on a bad day, Paul, how much Pauling are you doing?" Yeah. Uh, is it 90%, 20%? And he goes on, he says, on a good day, is it like 8%? So, and so his take was, there's Paul Pauling, yeah? yeah. Mm. Or there's a self-selfing. But really, there's selfing, mm. then the implied self, and then, see, so he was a perfect illustration mm. of what I was talking about. As people do this all the time, they call me up or text me or email me, oh, yeah, I've been selfing all day. No, that's not it. That's, it's worked. The selfie implied the one that was doing it. That's the whole example. You can just, or you don't need thousands of examples. That's it. It's the, it just duplicates that over and over again in different degrees and throwing time in there. But it's always coming after the conscious contact or the doing or the thinking or the feeling and implying that it's the one that's doing or being done to by it. And of course, then there's this, this, this ease and discomfort that's produced here, so you want to get out, which would be the natural move. But now we get stuck in a second little lock, which is we try to get out of it as it. Like Einstein said, you can't use the system that produced a problem to get a solution to it. Yes? So we have it in AA, it's not in the big book, but it's because of observation. Self can't get out of self. Because a lot of people have tried, and they've realized it doesn't work. 
because you're there. So how do you get out of self? By realizing you're not in. The freedom is prior to the supposed bondage, not a release from the bondage. It's a realization there was no one that was bound. So the freedom is prior. It's inherently available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary. It's available. It's not available based on your condition. It's available based on its complete availability. Your conditions don't, this mental, mystical, magical, time-based dreaming does not outshine the dreaming, does not outshine what's prior to it all. Nothing does. Allow a little of that to come in, and they'll be seen. And to me, the, the only way I can get a, you cannot know what you are. You can't study what you are. You can't understand what you are. You can study what you're not. You can understand what you're not. You can learn about what you're not. It's out to be observed all freaking day. So by seeing what I'm not, I get a sense that I am the seeing of what I'm not. It's almost like a weird little glimpse because I can't get, the only possibility I have concerning what I am is to be it. And I am and you are. So this worked because hearing about what I am from the point of what I'm not is not going to go anywhere except for 800 satsangs or whatever. That's where it's going to go. Because the stubbornness, it's going to claim whatever you heard and whatever you heard will be fucking stillborn when it gets its mental hands on it. It will. I've seen tons of dead births. I've seen it. I've watched tons of people at these talks. Tons of them. Yeah? You can see it. Some people say, oh, I feel so great here. And then the beginning of the world, the word but shows up. But I'll be going to work on Tuesday. And it's like they're just pledging allegiance to fucking time. Yeah? If you don't get the sense of time, there's not going to be any freedom. Freedom is from time. It doesn't mean time stops. It means your engagement with it changes. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Without the seeing of time, you're blind because you're like a camera that's on an agitating base. You're not seeing anything clearly. You're being moved constantly without knowing it. It throws every little picture off. Yeah? But if you can see, the whole sense of being a self is a magic trick. Because we believe as this, that there's a past, we're in a moment, and we're inexorably moving to a future. The mental state doesn't play that game. It uses that which comes after and implies it to be before. And just because we're in this rigid programming of thinking it's a linear event, it fools us all day. Because we cannot believe that that which was just assumed is now the God-honest truth. So there's the claiming. And you know what? Don't waste any time trying to, you know. This has a source code. It feels like it has free will. Yeah. This idea of trying to convince what you're not, it doesn't have free will. Go to the Starbucks and say, I'm, I'm going to loving to have this coffee. Then you get in and you order a mocha. You just blew all those fucking hours. Yeah. If there's a sense of individuality, there'll be a sense of free will. In the dreaming, there's a sense of free will. It doesn't matter what this gets. It matters what you are. Yeah? You don't, do not wait to have this convinced. It's impossible. It's a dualistic split. It can be thoroughly convinced and forget it in five minutes. Yeah? And if you want to see, we call non-duality. Non-duality is just not two. It's a negation of the assumption of subject-object expressed or projected into a duality. So it's dualism, and we are. We're in it as this all day. Sometimes you're thought about, sometimes you're the thinker, yes? Sometimes you're at home thinking about you as a body. Sometimes you're at home thinking about others. So one moment you're the subject, 
the thinker. Now, in one second, you're the object to thought about. How are you going to get that aligned? It's totally inexorably split. It's the programming. See what you're not. You'll lose interest in it. And this is just my take. I'm just sharing it because I didn't hear it when I went to satsang. All I heard was descriptions of consciousness. And if I got subtle and more subtle and more subtle, I <coughs> finally, to me, it's like the freaking carrot in front of the horse. It goes on for all, you know, no one's going to rush in here and do an intervention on any of us. No one's going to come up and say, You've had too many satsangs. <laughs> no one's going to do that. At least in recovery, we have fucking stops. <laughs> this will go on and on and on and on and on. It will. And, if it, and of course we get a sense of belonging. And it's, like, it's nice to have an understanding. It's helpful. But the view, the understanding, does not, is not the vision. The vision is inherently there. The view may be produced or attained or gotten to, but the vision isn't. Yeah? And if the real understanding is when the view, the vision looks through the understanding, and then the understanding has no role unless you're you know, sharing it, basically. You don't need no freaking understanding. You yeah. said, you said you don't look at what we are, look at what we're not. And I'm not saying don't look. I'm saying see that. See if see, that's what's happening. See. Is there a looking from what you're not for what you are? Okay. If there is, that's the horse behind the cart. Okay. You like to have... Yes. I would humbly say that most cases in spirituality, people are based on what they're not looking for what they are. That's why there's no arrival, because you are what's looking. Yeah? You are that which is being used to seek. You are that which is being used to seek. Yes? You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Now, for me, it's like being in a spiritual shoe store. If some of these statements you put on and they fit, wear them. Yeah, see what happens. You got served a spiritual subpoena and just see what occurs. And for me, what happened really as an action figure, I've traveled lighter for a long, long time. It didn't make everything great, but it allowed me to go through whatever life had in store for me on a lighter manner. It's also become the last answer, which is a damn good answer, and it's still reverberating from the time I heard it a long time ago. Yes? And it brought about an acceptance, really, of what I'm not, that I could never get if I thought I was it. It was an urban renewal project that had to be worked on constantly. As soon as I saw it wasn't me, it was the best fucking day for the body, brain. Yeah, all that. You don't know how much energy, how much light is being put on this poor object. It's way too much for it, really. It, it does not do well as the center of the universe. It doesn't. It's not a chariot of the gods. It's like a Toyota, you know? <laughs> yeah. To me, it's, a, it's an expression. You know? It's a vehicle of expression. But once that got sort of established, acceptance came in, really. That was, for that, it was like, a, man, hmm, like a weather front that lifted that never came back. It was so on me, I didn't even know I was in it. I was busily trying to accept others or whatever, but in fact, I was on the biggest hook of all. Yeah. I had trouble, man. I was with a guru when I was younger, like 19, and the guru was presented as the Lord of the Universe, and I, I didn't like the Lord of the Universe, and my head had a field day. I was in spiritual hell for about four years because it was like that class song, should I go, stay or should I go? I couldn't fucking let myself go because of the meaning my head gave me. Who the fuck leaves the Lord of the Universe? Uh, it was fun. It was like an exquisite mental hell. 
incredible. I couldn't believe it. And what was amazing was I was brought up a Catholic. I never knew anything about spirituality, but when I got met that topic, tons of fucking ideas came in. How I should be, how he should be, you know, unbelievable. I, that was not from fucking any living experience. It's just latently available. It's sort of like you hit that little key, me cloud and fucking downloads of pure programming, complete programming. And then that programming gets put out there, projected onto fucking things, and you think they are real. Yes? It was like unbelievable hell. We, one time I was at a festival, and he was doing an open car motorcade around the thing. And I was jokingly, but not really, I was thinking if I could get like a delayed like little dart, I could... You know, hit him in the neck, but he wouldn't pass out for about 100 yards, so it'd be harder to figure out from what part of the crowd he came from. I was just really, just get him out of my freaking life so I could just go on, because I couldn't, you know, who leaves the Lord of the universe? This is the type of chain we're living in with this thing head, you know? So, uh, yeah. So, any more, any questions? <laughs> You've all see, heard Zen Mitzlap, a lot of you, yes? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you, I'm pretty... That's just basically the best of all, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to describe what we're not, you know, as an activity, with the hopes that what you are hit, gets a hit on it. That's all. So that maybe, just for a second, there's that shift. But that second is, is can be an eternity. Yeah? It just... Uh, yeah. Do you yeah. like have one second or um, a multitude of seconds that happened before it's kind of stuck? Oh, you, have, you can have a lot of those things. But if, any, if you've ever had a big, big quote unquote event, it's trippy. Because part of it, I would imagine, is that it tells you it's always been that way. Hmm. Yeah? So then, how can there be a happening of that which is always happening? Yeah, so I'm not a believer in uh, an event. Yeah, it may look like it changed everything in a life, an eighty-year, eighty-year time capsule, but I don't believe any of that. And I think in the past, it did it not what not intentionally, but it upset a lot of people because people would hear, you know, I was in Walmart. October 11th, 1988, I was walking in the appliance aisle, <laughs> a toaster fell off the third shelf, hit me in the head, I fucking everything. So then people are going to Walmarts and trying to, their friend pushed the thing on it and hit them. And then they've excluded themselves to the possibility of the always available at all times because they haven't gotten the big whatever. I think it's a real disservice. Because all the mental state wants is one consideration and it will exile you for fucking ever. One little thing. Yeah, yeah, so no, I don't talk about that. I just, so I, I just share about the descriptions of what I'm not, that I've downloaded. And because uh, I really believe a lot of the vehicles we're using are going backwards, to tell you the truth. They're, they're, driving right over the biggest speed bump of all, the, the quickness of the claiming of being a someone when you're hearing about no one, really. I just think it's totally under-addressed, so. Yeah, so that's why I stay with it, because, and it's, it's what, how it works for me. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, really, you couldn't lose this much in interest by trying to lose it, you couldn't have. I mean, it, spirituality was a big topic for me since I was young, and to have it, I'm just, people, some people get into metaphysical, metaphysical emails, I never even respond to this topic, I don't even care, you know? I don't, you know, it's so obvious, you're not going to get out of here as this, you can't transcend an imaginary place, yeah, yeah, pointless, yeah, just sort of, Actually, the best way to be out, obviously, is in. You just totally lose all interest in all your little escape mechanisms, and then you just, you're here completely, and uh, you never get gypped, really. You know, I'm here sleeping, I'm here waking, just never, not here. 
So, so Paul, it seems like the like the basic conundrum that I'm I'm seeing as part of the message that I, I and this is maybe just my interpretation huh? is uh, I mean non-duality is like description. There's nothing you can do to be what you are. Yeah, that's the basic yeah conundrum. On the other hand, yeah, you. But in a one sense, it's only a conundrum to the, the you. Right. It says clarity to, yeah? Right. It's a conundrum to us, who is the conundrum. <laughs> well, what I was going to ask was, like, some teachers say we can do things like, you know, look at the beliefs that are, um, the thinking and feeling that's associated with being a separate entity. And they can, you know, take that apart. That uh, will give you an opportunity to have a, you know, a glimpse of your nature, and then the other part of that is like address the feeling level of like these residue feeling separate. So that's like something to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, examining beliefs, and I, maybe it has some value, but uh, at some point it seems like okay, I've done a hell of a lot. What you know. Sick and tired, I'm frustrated of doing shit to try to be what I am. So you get, kind of get to that point. Well, then it seems like the, the permission is being withheld. Yeah? Somewhere in us, there's a permission being withheld. The mental state and, and its taking it to be us, is totally into becoming. It's not into being. Right. If you would say you're going to have to work really hard to be for 50 years, so most of it was all becoming, it would totally sign up for it. But to see itself as what it's looking for right now doesn't work well. Yeah. Out of, out of job. <laughs> well, it's, it's relevance. It's... It, See, something that doesn't exist is afraid not to exist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's extremely, yeah. I, yeah, so uh, I hope this message gives each other, one of us, where we are, our permission just to fucking put down the rock, so to speak, or realize you're not the one who's holding on to it. Now, to me, I don't care about beliefs. I, I like, I care about the how the beliefs imply a believer, yeah? Because I think you can change a lot of beliefs without seeing the believer. So I'd much rather go to question, is there a believer with the beliefs, not the belief, yeah? It seems like the, the habits of what you call self you just come in on unconsciously, automatically. Like you can have a glimpse of, oh yeah, it's so simple and obvious, and then it just... Uh... But then again, you have to look, the thing that's reporting that is compromise. Yeah, so I remember I was in Ireland giving a talk, and a guy came in, and he says, oh, you seem to talk so easily of not being a body, but it seems incredibly difficult to me. And I said, yeah, because there's an identification as a body speaker. <laughs> so, of course, to the body, it seems to be pretty practical to make it almost impossible to get out of the body. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? What do you think it's, how do you think it's going to vote? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really hard. It's super hard. So you see that, yeah. And it's not you, that's all. What happened, I'll share something with, you know, as an experience as the action figure. Okay, I went to a satsang in Berkeley, California, and I had read a little, I'd been in the course earlier than that, and I walked in, and nice space, which always is, you know, the presence here, you know, the space is really nice. To me, that's the real message, actually. But, and I was listening to the lady, and then I raised my hand, and I said, you know, I came in here, and I was observing mental states, and uh, feelings, and uh, whatever, and, uh, and I thought that was me, and now I realize that was a mental state, observing mental states, yes? So mm -hmm. somehow, I feel like a lot of times, we're like a, a camera, and the aperture is locked. 
so to speak. So I was in a locked aperture, and then suddenly something happened and it opened up. So I saw what I was looking from, yeah? When I was looking from it, I thought the mental state was me looking at mental states and stuff like that. But when it, the aperture opened, I saw, hey, that's a mental state, yeah? Mm -hmm. But then there was a subtle thing that I was this me, another one. So mm -hmm. the first ring, it, re it regroups and then claims mm -hmm. the second ring seeing, and then it would happen a month or so later, the same thing would happen. The aperture would open up and I'd say, wait a minute, there was another mental state, see a mental state. And it happened about seven times and it was like the hundred monkey syndrome. Something just snapped and I realized the nature of the action, the nature of the selfing. It's always going to arise wherever you are and claim to be the one. That's all. So I don't need 800 more examples. It took, let's say, seven and I saw it. Yeah, I know, right. Because that's what mind is like, mind, mind, big mind. It doesn't have to see the whole pie to entertain it. It gets one little taste and it can entertain the whole pie. Yes? Mind, raw mind. Raw mind is in constant entertainment. Right now it's entertaining through a very, 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 very contracted lens of self-centeredness. So it's seeing everything as how it pertains to what it's not really. It calls it me, but yeah. So when, when it, when, and the possibilities are all drenched in time. The possibility for most people is I will be okay. There's not an inherent okayness. They're hoping they will be okay someday. And they have a vague memory they were once okay. Mm -hmm. And then, so they're trying to reduplicate that. The po all our possibilities have been fucking distilled and neutered in time. Yeah? Even though we were looking for our own nature with our own nature. And the only way that could go on and on is time. It would be impossible for that to even occur to what's looking to look for itself. Only in the, in the disguising of with time can it fall for that. Yeah? So you see, you know, the mind entertains. It's not thinking. It's not thinking. It's not, it's like looking at a big space and just checking things out, coming and going and stuff, yeah? And after a while, you have seen that, there's a real sense that you, you do not come and go. That the seeing, like Hoang Po, no, what, what was his name? Wei Wu Wei, I really loved Wei Wu Wei, Wei Wu Wei. He says, you know, the seeing cannot be seen, the hearing cannot be heard, the feeling cannot be felt. That's exactly what it's like. There's that which is precedes everything can't be seen by anything. Yeah, because it's the seeing. It's that which is hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yet it can never be taste, felt, heard, or seen. That's what we are. We are the Alpha and the Omega. And like they say in the new neuroscience, the observation distorts the observed. That's what's happening. Yeah, our, observ our observation is moving through a distortion called the body. So now the, the undifferentiated light seems differentiated, but it's all undifferentiated. It's only appearing to be differentiated. It's only appearing. It's appearing to what's undifferentiated that there's differentiation. There's no reality other than the reality this dreams. There's no illusion that could fool reality unless reality was in cahoots with it. Where reality? How could, how could something that was unreal fall full real? Of course not. Nothing could. There's no illusion to reality. Reality is what's entertaining the illusion. That's us. So you see what you're not. Look at it. There's tons of thinking. There's no thinker. There's tons of feelings. It's amazing how many different feelings you've had in the last half hour, but there's been one, one established feeler. I mean, you go from ecstasy to depression, yeah? And wow, that's a completely different feeling than this, but there's still the same one. Who there's the claiming of this feeling and this feeling, the same one. Tons of thoughts, but the same one is seen as the thinker. 
it, it claims tons of activity to imply the one because it can't stand on its own legs. There isn't one. It's, it's like the moon. Without the sun, it could masquerade as the sun. But as soon as the sun showed up, you'd see that for the truth. It's just a, it's a reflective surface. It doesn't have a light that's emanating from it. It's reflected by us. See what you're not. See the looking for what you are from what you're not from what you're not. From what you are, I mean. It changes everything. Instead of constantly looking for what you are as what you're not, see that from what you are. It's available at the same moment that you could be doing, seemingly doing one, you could be seeing it. And I don't know, maybe 100 examples, maybe one. I don't know what it will take, but something's going to shift. And the emphasis will leave that which you're not and now will abide in that which you are. The attention and interest, maybe it's 50.0001, but it changes everything, is now on what you are, which is it can rest in, it can abide there. It cannot abide in yes and no, good and bad, come and go. It's agitation. Like there's a great Zen master in the faith mind, he said, you cannot use activity to produce stillness, that would be activity. It's again the Chinese thumb torture. Once you're in and try to get out, that's being in. Yeah. We don't realize we're reality. If you want to get out of a place so bad, you've given it a huge freaking real meaning. Yes? So to me, how long would it take to get out of an imaginary place? <laughs> how much effort? <clears throat> it's like that, conscious contact. Does conscious contact, do you get tired of seeing? You may say that, but does the seeing get tired? I was seeing on my worst day, I was seeing on my best day. The seeing didn't blink. The seeing is just doing what it's doing. It's not even it's being what it is, which is conscious. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting. It doesn't demonstrate any thought or effort, does it? Why would you believe thought and effort would arrive you back there to that which demonstrates no thought or effort? Bro, everything's cool, you know. What would it take to be okay? Not long. So is it a choice at some level? If, if, what it's a leaning. Leaning. It's a leaning. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just lean into it. Yeah. Oh, being what you. No, 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 just stop before that. You were there. Then you, certain, then you had to, you know, flag it. I'm there. <laughs> just let it be. Yeah, yeah. See, that which comes after says it's, it's, the, it's the explorer. It's the founder. It isn't. Yes? Yeah, there's no, there's no need for flags. And then don't let periods stop you from entertaining or ends of paragraphs. Just... If something hits you, like, I've never stopped entertaining that statement, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It's one of the most beautiful. Uh, and I feel really what spirituality, the highest form of spirituality is, is warnings. They're trying to warn us, like, of the common pitfalls that most of us will fall into, yeah? Because of the slipperiness of identification as. Because when you're in the identification, you don't know it. You just don't, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Could the could the seeing of what we're not and what we are be hijacked to be a mental activity? It could be. It would, the attempt could occur. The attempt's going to occur. The mental state is going to arrive at where you are and get out of the car and claim it to be, oh, I've been here, yes. But you can see it. But can you see that? Yes, you see it. Without you, 
you know, it runs out of gas quite easy because you're its fuel. Yeah. Does it watch when people look at the thought system? The thoughts aren't appearing on your forehead, right? They seem to be playing to an audience. What's that audience? What are the thoughts playing to? Why would thoughts, if they were, if they really represented you, why would they try to convince you of anything? Yeah. I assume that with drugs. The thing would work on me to lead me to its idea of surrender, which was fuck it. And then if I went out of fuck it, it would give me suggestions of what to do, which is, oh, get loaded, do this, do that. And then I'd be left holding the bag once again as the action figure. Yeah, over and over and over again. That disease of addiction hijacks the original disease, which is that which you're not is talking to you as you. If you saw it as Stanley's, you would have a lot more wisdom around what's going on. But because it's you, you've been listening to it for 50 years. The you is the cherishing of the self. That's the addiction. Now you can really hear that bark, can't you? Crisp, was it? So any questions, more questions? I always like to have the talk shorter than the time it took us to drive you. <laughs> that was a long slog. Jeez, you're going to have to sweeten the pot for me to come back. No. I really like just doing what... You know, I just do shit. I like it. I like just going with places I've not been to. It's cool. Yeah. You've never been out of Jamaica. Huh? You've never been to Jamaica. I've only been here once. I once visited Chris Hebbard. Oh, oh you should. Oh, okay. And let me stay at his house for a while. Oh, 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 no, crazy Chris. Huh? Oh, yeah, he knows, he knows me. I haven't seen him in years, though. But I, that was when he was one of the guys who did the first video. Oh, yeah. Uh, he did. When yeah. I, yeah. Okay. He's in Santa Fe now. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he told yes, me. Yes. I haven't got, he wanted me to drive, go there, but I haven't gone. You should. Well, yeah. Yes. The concept of transmission is what? I mean, it, it appears to bypass a mental construct, you know, in the story of what a transmission is. Yeah, yeah. Is there validity or? Well, I think there's a lot of transmitting and receiving at all times. I'm not so sure about any single location it's coming from. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't pin it on a body. Well, like you mentioned, Frank, Saint Francis and, yeah. and um, people who have been to uh, Sissy say, "Oh my God, the energy is amazing in Europe." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is. But he's not there, seemingly as a body. Right. But is that some kind of truth in terms of beyond? I don't know. It can appear to be true to you, and you're the truth, so. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went to see Ramana Maharshi's place, and if you went into that cave, it was like a nuclear reactor. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very powerful in there. So, this whole place is vibratory, so I'm sure. There's been certain notes played that have extended for a long time. I don't think it was Ramana. Mm -hmm. Yes, but there's certain, probably certain notes that have been plucked at certain locations and that you can still sense the reverberation, for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm just not thinking there's any player of the note. I would say because of our identification as players, then that lends a rationalization to everything we observe. We look for somehow having it affixed to somebody. And I just not I don't believe that. I see this is what's happening. There was a guy who sent me a emails or a Facebook thing and I thought it was pretty interesting. It was a very famous uh Dokchen teacher, Tibetan teacher. Now don't I'm not 
you know, I don't know if this is all true, and I'm just saying what he wrote me. And this guy is very famous, and, you know, he was obviously a lot of people categorize him as enlightened. Mm. And now he's gone into senility or Alzheimer's. Mm. And a lot of the people, how, what, how could he be so fucked up? You know, but it wasn't the body wasn't enlightened. So now they're trying to pin it on the body that he was enlightened as the body and now he's not enlightened as the body. So they're all having, you know, a fucking spiritual crisis. But there was no body. There was maybe enlightenment being expressed, but it wasn't anyone's enlightenment. Yeah, whatever that fucking means, anyway. So yeah, I think the, the self-centeredness is that most of our narration always tries to rationalize that there's got to be a doer. I mean, how can there just be transmission without the radio tower? Well, there can be, yeah. And a lot of stuff, incredible stuff, comes to, through people that are seen to be frauds quickly later by most people. You know what I mean? Mm. I remember when Carlos Castaneda, my friend knows, knew Carlos Castaneda, but when I was younger, I read those books, and they were really cool, yeah? Yeah, I really liked them and stuff. And then a lot of people went out of the way to present him as a fraud or something, but it didn't matter. Yeah? The, 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 the clarity of water can come through a rubber hose or a fucking gold hose. Yes? It's the water. That's the thing. Yeah? Like, I'm no freaking way. I am not a messenger. It just comes through. I am, and I, there's no way I'm the message. It's just a, a talent that was obvious, so I put myself to be useful to a point. And then it got carried away when I left AA and recovery into spirituality. But the point was, is just to put, because I can see patterns where people can't see. Yeah, it just happens. Mm -hmm. And so, but man, you're not the hero of the message, and I'm not the giver of the message. Yes, yes, yes. I just don't like that. Uh, yeah, because it's another subtle way of excluding you from something, and that's all the mental state is attempting to do, is add time and space to you. Yeah. Oh, you. It's like this. All right. It takes Saint Francis' statement: "What's looking is what you're looking for." What it goes is, what's looking? Okay, I'll give you that. But there's going to be like 50 pages of what requirements you need to complete to be what you're looking for. <laughs> but no, it's not saying that. It's what's looking. But when the you arises, oh, I beg the difference. Then there's 50 made-up fucking qualifications that you've made up for you to be what you're looking for. No, it's what's looking now is what you're looking for. Yeah, this is the when you interject the you, then it gets time and space involved. Then it's like, okay. And now I feel, can we shut this off? I'm going to give an opinion now. 